Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Internet Marketing Unleashed. I'm Scott Patton, the Dean of Blogonomics and Pedology, and uh, we've got a very exciting show lined up for you. Google, what have they been up to? And we're going to be answering the question, are celebrities causing Twitter to evolve or devolve? Is it a good thing or a bad thing when you've got all these celebrities clogging up our blogs and uh, social networks? And we're also going to talk about employment companies. You're looking for a job? It might not be a good idea to sign up with some of these companies. And we're going to tell you why. But first, I want to bring on board our... uh, ongoing guest expert on SEO, the SEO champion himself, Mike Rockin. Hey, Mike, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing well. I'm doing well, Scott. How are you today? I'm excellent. Well, we uh, we usually get together at uh, a set time each week and, and get ready to do our podcast, the episode, and today we talked for an hour and 11 minutes before we started recording, and we just came up with some wonderful, wonderful things, and uh, I think that's what happens when you get uh, creative people together. We just had a, a great time uh, talking, Mike, and I just want to thank you for being a sounding board and uh, and all the uh, all the great ideas that you give me uh, that uh, sometimes we are going to be sharing them by the way with with everybody don't worry but we want to uh, take some of these ideas and expand on them and and uh, flesh them out a little bit before we before we share them with you and I have to tell you we have got some absolutely kick ass ideas that we're going to be checking on testing on and uh, working on that's just going to revolutionize how you do your business and I don't think that that's any uh, exaggeration at all, Mike. What do you think? Yeah, I can. I completely agree with you because just you know, without without rolling it out and you know everything and uh, you know, it's just put it this way: you pulled me on this, and it's it's uh, in in my industry, you know, no nobody's doing anything better, uh, you know, for someone for their business instead of just building them a website and a blog and certain things and I just really appreciate what you mentioned and I yeah and thank you very much for that conversation and I'm just really excited to talk about what we have talking about today and then you know and then and then also talk about in the next couple episodes what we agreed to chat about which will be completely exciting for the users they will have a, a huge competitive advantage Awesome. And uh, one of the reasons that we got on that conversation is I've just finished writing a, uh, a short 29-page uh, ebook, <coughs> which I've called uh, iTunes Exposed. And uh, when I started on the Internet uh, 10 or 12 years ago, the two questions that I got all the time were, how do you make money with a website? And how do you make money with email? And, of course, if anyone was to ask those questions today, we would just get laughed at because just look at eBay or, or Amazon. And, you know, obviously people are making a ton of money with uh, their niche marketing and online stuff that they're doing. And how are they doing it? Is they're using email marketing to, uh, to get the message out and, and over and over and to educate their, their potential customers. Now, as one of the pioneers in the podcasting field, I continually get that question too, which is like, how do you make money with your podcast? And a podcast can be looked at as a, the same as your email marketing. It can also be looked at as the same as your your uh, your website. And uh, I've been doing a little bit of work on that and research on that, and I'm just finishing up my book, as I said, that uh, answers that question and enables us to use podcasting in the way that we use uh 
websites and email marketing today, and I'm really, really excited about that. So I'll let you all know when you can get a, a sneak peek, and you know, of course, as a, as loyal listeners, you you'll be uh, you'll be getting the beta version at a discount before we roll it out to the to the world at large. So watch for that. Should be uh, should be around the next two or three weeks, I would think. Okay. I am. Go ahead, Mike. I'm excited. I just wanted to say I'm really excited about the podcast ebook, and um, so let everybody know out there that uh, you know I completely I got a briefing on it from Scott uh, before our talk here today, and I actually put my order in. <laughs> I told Scott, <laughs> don't forget to reserve me one, and that's the truth because um, what Scott came up I've never heard before, and I've been in this industry for 16 years going on, and I'm completely excited. Thank, that way. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. All right. Definitely. So we got a couple questions we gotta we gotta answer here because Google looks like they're gonna change their ranking algorithm, and I guess what has occurred is cyber criminals have been using black hat SEO techniques to manipulate Google, and uh, Google's not happy about it. So, Mike, what's you're the you're you're the guy you t- you you know you and Mike Cuts are like close. You're uh, you're like blood brothers. Uh, what's going on? <laughs> Yeah, well, for the record, yeah, we, uh, he, he's as close as the Internet industry that he can get to keep his job and, <laughs> and to keep his confidentiality. But, um, yeah, I, I do, you know, and that's the whole thing, like, um, to get close really to anybody, actually just follow them and read them. You know, you don't have to go shake their hand, you know, so much or fly down and meet them. And I've met Matt Cuts over the years. But, yeah, let me jump into what's going on. This is very interesting. And this is something that I'm really excited about, actually. What Google is doing in a complete, you know, just a real quick briefing is they're, they're trying to find all the websites that are spam sites, all these websites that created link farms that are um, subcontracting, um, you know, people just to build um, a bunch of links or, you know, buy links. What they're doing is they're, of course, they've, they, from my research, they've started doing that actually about a year ago. But what here's exactly what they've flip the switch on is any websites that are not credible or spam sites that are linking into your website or blog, you will get docked. That's the roughly the biggest change in algorithm. And here's the thing I was reading, you know, I read what um, on, on Web Pro News, you know, with uh, Bruce Clay, um, his interview with Mike McDonald and Matt Cutts' interview with Mike McDonald when they said, uh, well, Bruce Clay was the one that said SEO is dead, and I completely disagreed, and that was back in December of 08, right before 09. And Google changed the way they do things, and they made this little extra change you mentioned to me, and that is just, again, for the record, that um, just make sure, like, you know, coming from a standpoint of a website owner or a blog owner from a non-biased perspective, um, do go to Alexa.com and just check and see what websites are linking into yours. And um, I know Google, I'm sure, from the way they've changed their algorithm on now docking websites that let's say, you know, let's say you're a gardening website and you have an adult company linking into your site. That's not cool. You know, they, they don't like that. They want really, it's always been about the most relative links linking to your site gets the most value. And here's the thing, like if you have, of course, .gov and .edu links, they'll be worth about 100 to 1,000 times more than an average link, but maybe not an average in-linking link. But at the same time, now you got to worry that, again, from what we were chatting, is that, you know, just make sure uh, if you – my advice is now since Google did make this algorithm change is to – if you see any suspicious people linking in your site, because here's what I'm wondering, too, is how is Google going to literally legally uh, in, in a mindset be able to control this, and they have to put an interface in place, which – uh, I'm talking with Scott now, I'm, you know, on the 
complete uh, algorithm, uh, you know, changes just that they got to. They have to put a system in place, too, that um, Google should be alerted to that, hey, we can't stop these incoming links, but for right now until that's not put in place, I'm speaking from a website developer standpoint right now, not an SEO guy, just email a company and say, hey, you're linking to my site, take me off your site. Yeah. You know, I do not want to be linked to your site. Yeah, and what that's that. Well, you know, there's there's always every time there's a change, there's always an opportunity to take advantage of that change. And and uh, you know, we one of the things that we talked about before we went on the air was the fact that if uh, so, if I'm if I'm beating you in the SEO wars that we're having, and then you say, okay, well, uh, I'm going to take the easy way out. I'm just going to go to like six porn sites and some scareware sites and some spammy sites, and I'm just going to buy links there to your site, right? So uh, Google sees this and they drop me and you know, I have a perfectly legitimate site. That's that's not fair and there's nothing I can do about it, right? So this is a this is a real problem that they're going to have in terms of you know it can come back to bite them. And I think one of the things we've talked about before was the power of authority links, right? And I I suspect that if you've got you know 40 really good links like the Yahoo directory and you know Google News and PR web and you know a few of those types of sites and CNN for example or something like that if you're able to get in there and and then you've got you know 30 you know spam sites linking to you they they probably are going to be able to figure out that that's just somebody taking a shot at you but it's a it's a real problem from my perspective and and it's a real problem too if they don't do something about it, right? Because you know people will be searching. You know people could be searching on my name, and uh, these guys could have uh, you know the top ten results all going to uh, you know sp- spam sites, which would be terrible. Yeah, yeah, I agree, and it, it's going to be rough because you know what I was thinking when you mentioned all those big companies, Amazons. I guarantee, I'm pretty sure, you know, without guaranteeing, I just like saying that because when I when I mention that, I firmly believe in my mind that Amazon's got real. I'm sure that out of their, okay, like uh, I think I don't, I want, I don't know exactly how many links. I'd imagine they have at least five hundred thousand to a million plus in links. Yeah, I'm sure out of that, there's at least five percent of them that are spam websites just linking to Amazon because they thought they can get credit from an SEO standpoint. Yes. So it's going to be interesting to see how Google deals with, if they make that, I mean, it, how harsh of the change of the algorithm they're going to do is going to be very interesting to see what happens. And it actually could open up some big doors for our, you know, for the for the listeners and just the average guys out there to actually move in on these huge companies if if they get completely docked, which, in all fairness, should happen if it happens. Yeah. Well, you know that way. What I've always said that having a link from your site to an authority site, not from an authority site to my site, is beneficial. You know how much it is, I don't know, right? But I had a, a buddy who was a speaker up in Canada, and he. He said, I want to have a page for every province, and on that page, I want to have a list of all the speakers. So we did it. And some of those pages were massive, right? Because, like, Ontario's got, like, thousands and thousands of speakers from the uh, Canadian Speakers Association. And it had their name, it had their phone number, it had their email address, and it had their website. And the website link was a live link, right? So www.mikerotkin.com, that was the link, right? And it would link to your site if, if that's what your URL was. So he started getting phone calls from speakers all over the place because when they searched on, they decided they would search on their name to see how their website's doing, and he was always ahead of them. 
They'd say, I'm number two and you're number one. How did you do that? Well, he had created a resource, right? He had an authority site where he had, you know, hundreds, not hundreds of thousands, but thousands and thousands of, of very targeted pieces of information. If you want to know who a speaker was in Manitoba, there they all were. And there was nobody else that had done that except, I think, probably the Speakers Association. So when you did a search on that person's name, you know, here was this massive piece of information that that, in, that, uh, that information was in, linking to that person. And uh, so it was quite funny. So I think the other problem that, that Google is going to be having to, to deal with is the fact that they've, they seem to have this fresh content thing is coming to bite them in the butt, right? Because what these sites, these spammy sites are doing is they're they're putting up fresh content and sort of changing it around a bit so that they're taking advantage of it's new, it's new, it's new, it's changing and everything else. And uh, and that was a problem that they didn't, didn't used to have, right? So I think that's another area. Yeah. How do you, you know, we tell everybody, you know, blog every day, blog twice a day, Twitter five times a day, uh, you know, so... You know, they're just sliding right in there and doing that. And, you know, how does Twitter decide, well, that's good information, good links, and that's bad information and bad links? And, of course, that's always a problem. Yeah, you know what's interesting about that? I, I've been um, – I that's that's a very – you know, that's a that's a super realistic uh, approach to, to what, you know, to what the problem is with the Internet. And uh, I think the only way that – with this algorithm change, the only way that uh, Google's looking at this, the, the when – put it this way, I know what – I believe what they're thinking that, you know, they know there's a long road to go. The end links is the first thing they're going to hit. Because, you know, I know for a fact what they did two years ago. They went through the adult industry, which I'm, you know, glad about, and completely wiped out sites, you know, rankings, because all these adult sites that actually have a lot of power. And I'm only relating that because um, I don't I don't take any adult clients, and I haven't. I don't work on any SEO for adult sites uh, for the last about three, four years. But I did before, and I worked on um, with one gentleman that had about 50. So I got a good uh, good grasp of what was going on because whatever industry, you know, usually from an SEO standpoint that I work on, I research that industry and understand what's going on, who's moving what in any given industry within literally a day or two. But it's going to be so interesting because, like BMW, BMW, Matt Cutts said, and I, I know we chatted about this before, but Dave, Matt Cutts and Google uh, docked BMW's uh, a page rank power because they were buying links. So that's what they're doing is they're doing sweeps. So anybody out there, literally, that's you know buying links to, don't. You know, I, I don't sell any links. I never condoned it. I know that a lot of uh, you know, like Searching in Journal and um, you know a couple other of big uh, SEO people, they, you know, like to be a little boisterous and talk about buying links and getting away with it, but it's going to nab them in their butt, too, as well. And here's one thing, too, to be very leery about, too, and because um, this is what I, you know, have to watch out for, and I don't think actually a lot of uh, a lot of businesses are watching out for, is, again, is, 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 who's linking to you? Because I got a call, and it dawned on me when somebody called me from Europe and said, hey, uh, my competitor is, you know, trashing my site. I know he's doing something to my site. He made me lose my rank. I can't stand the man, blah, blah. Can you can you light him up and get links going into him that are really bad? Blah. And I don't, I just don't do that. You know, I told him, so excuse, you know, I don't do that. I'm morally ethical, so I'm sorry I can't do that for you. But um, when he said that to me, I thought about it. Now since Google made that change, too, just that's what you got to watch out for is if you have any anybody out there. And, 
you know, and kind of keep your ideas of your websites yourself literally till they get filtered in because when you start telling people, those people tell other people and then the word in the industry gets around and you're, you know, let's say it's somebody that just, you know, is an electric company that fixes electric in any given city, you know, their competitors will find out and then they'll try to start exploring these other avenues on how to dock you and get you off those major keywords. That's what it's all about on on SEO and Google knows that and Yahoo does too. And you know what's funny? Yahoo actually started working or announced this deal, not this deal, but this change in their algorithm before Google did because instead of Yahoo, Yahoo just reported a loss and don't mind them because they're going to do very well. Um, but Yahoo, you know, just got a new CEO and the old CEO stepped down and they are, they made these changes before Google did. You know, you put it this way, they don't announce it. Google makes a, you know, big announcement on, you know, uh, on any given, uh, um, you know, roughly newspaper when they make these changes. But the good thing is, is too, is it's just good to know that Yahoo and MSN are not following Google, and they made these changes, too. And just, again, just if you do get any links that are suspicious, email those companies immediately and, and keep track of them. Yeah. You know, that's just my thoughts on that because it's a, it's super important because, you know, Scott, there's some sites that I, I, I know of that, you know, that uh, – like blog catalog, they got certain words, blogcatalog.com. And that's a, that's actually an example of an RSS scraper site. I've said it before. Um, they're gonna, and I, no, I mentioned to the owner he will get docked, you know, and I believe that because, you know, the, you just, you can't, you gotta have, you know, human interaction of some sort and, you know, and just, and the best way is to build links naturally. I mean, you know, when you hire reputable firms, that's what they do. And I know you got a good SEO guy up there, Dan, and me and Dan had a talk about that on good link building, and, and Dan's strategies were agreed on mine, and he had some more advanced, um, very good, um, natural link building strategies that he gave to me as well. And I know Dan's been, Daniel's been on your site, yeah. the net, right? Yeah, yeah, he's been a guest a few times. Great guy, and he just, yeah. he's always coming up with wild and wonderful, wonderful things, and I always listen yep. to everything he's got to say. Uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, that's that was great. Uh, that was great, Mike. I think it's really important that you look at the type of and quality of your inbound links, and it's going to become more and more important as Google uh, basically works to stop these uh, black hatters from uh, from taking you know taking over. It's the war that's always been and always will be. Uh, just the way it is, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, and, you know, just one last, one last mention on this. If you have any WordPress blogs or any Blogspot blogs that are getting, um, you know, hit with, uh, getting hit with these spam comments, um, I have every, you know, blog that I have built in WordPress. So I get, on any given day, 500 to 700 people that are attacking me from overseas trying to get in links posted on me. Of course, if I approve one, there it goes. I hit the new algorithm and I get docked. So I don't approve it, but just be very careful if you got a blog on what comments to approve. And, you know, just uh, look at the uh, – you know, it's funny. Unfortunately, we have to do that now, and I have to do that. And I'm sure some people are happy that I'm looking at their sites. But, um, you know, when they get they get my attention. But I have to look at – if they make a good comment and they put their website in there for me to have it posted on my blog, which I do do. You know, if, they, if they're a listener and they're actively participating, I will give them an end link. But be very careful and, and do, do some homework now because we're entering the world of getting it narrowed down, and you don't want to get narrowed down and narrowed out. So nope, just be that's cautious right. on those links, especially on blogs. Okay, cool. All right, so let's talk about Twitter now. 
the uh, there's been some celebrities that have gone on Twitter and just uh, I mean it's tripled or quadrupled their their uh, hit rates their visitors. It's uh, Twitter I'm sure is delighted with it. Uh, the big uh, the big one of course is uh, Oprah Winfrey. She started up on Twitter and she's got over 552,000 followers. But here's the thing, <clears throat> she's only got 10 people that she's following. And so does that make this more of a one-way conversation, whereas Twitter, of course, is set up microblogging as a two-way conversation. You follow people and you uh, you have people following you. And I'm not saying it should be one-to-one, but when you've got uh, 50,000 times more people following you than you've got that you're following, is this just part of her PR process or what? And I have to admit, I went over to her Twitter account, which is twitter.com forward slash Oprah, <clears throat> and I have to say that, you know, reading through it, I'm not sure, uh, I, I would be really, of course I'd be surprised about this anyway, uh, but I don't think she's uh, she's writing it, by probably isn't writing any of the stuff, but, uh, you know, it, it's, it sounds like it's personal and everything else, but I don't I don't believe it. It sounds to me like her assistant is writing it, but anyway. Yeah, and you know what? I can actually I can shed some good light. I I uh, I do represent actually a celebrity which I won't mention, and uh, he just said, "Hey, I need my Twitter account, username, and password." So I didn't tell you that Scott before, but it's pretty funny. And he's a big singer, a huge singer actually worldwide, and um, for R&B. But uh, you know what's interesting is I think though it's yeah as far as the one-way conversation that that unfortunately is kind of weird, and it's just for their followers. And Oprah, I can't believe, when you said that she had, I didn't even look, when you said she had over half a million people following, first came to me was, wow, that's four times that the amount of Barack Obama had when he got elected, because I think he had about 122,000. And I'm shocked that Oprah just, you know, rolled out her Twitter and, you know, went to a half a million. And I'm thinking on the probability side of how that happened um, is she had to put it probably on like um, you know it's funny I'll, I'll catch uh, I'll catch an episode for kicks and giggles of Jerry Springer once a week because I've been watching him when I was a little kid and now I saw it in and I watch certain shows for certain reasons Jerry said her hey Jerry Springer said hey we're on Twitter now follow us on Twitter he's not writing anything you know Over's not writing anything that just goes to their PR that's definitely a PR thing because whatever's uh, I, I know with you know the celebrities I've worked with, um, whenever I had to put something out, I had to get final approval first. And you know if anybody hires me for SEO um, and I do their their PRs or anything else, I you know don't need really approval. Mm-hmm. But it's just it, it's interesting because. But at the same time, it still gives, it's still, there's still a huge arena for, you know, Twitter's just kind of, uh, I wonder if it's here to stay or if it's going to phase out or if it's going to change. Because I think those are maybe just, yeah, they're going to, Oprah's probably going to have somebody that's going to give all her information out, like she's actually personalizing it. And it's really for, you know, kind of the good thing too, I guess, with this now, me thinking about it, Oprah has a little older generation following her when I say that because I'm only, you know, I'm only 31. I don't mean any harm. I, I mean that yeah. her, you know, her following is, you know, literally mostly women in their probably, um, I'm think I'm guesstimating in their 30s to 40s to 50s and 60s. So that could help out with the internet. So because pe- you know what's interesting, and this is a stat I've seen on CNN, and it said um, 87% of people know what Twitter is. I was shocked. That's you know, surprising. I thought it'd actually be the opposite. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure that's a close fact, but. It's just nuts what's going on with Twitter. I'm still against I'm trying to think how Twitter's going to make money, but people, you know, the listen, the listeners, the guys out there that have websites, blogs that, you know, are going to utilize Twitter, 
the way that I got a lot of people following me is I followed them. And you yeah. don't want to follow a certain amount of people in a certain amount of time, but unfortunately we can't be like the Oprahs of the world and, um, you know, even uh, geez, even Snoop Dogg's got I, I don't know a hundred thousand uh, well, you know people on. You want This will blow your mind. Ashton hmm. Kutcher, the actor. Ashton Kutcher, uh huh. One million three hundred fifty-nine thousand two hundred ninety-four followers. Wow. And what's it? Almost one point. <laughs> yeah. Now it's just amazing. And I what's but I'm on his Twitter account, and you know what? Reading through it, I if you told me he he wrote it, I would believe you. Because it just, you know, there's just something when someone does it and that, I don't know what it is, but like, I'm reading this stuff he's putting on there and I'm thinking, yeah, I could see that guy, you know, just doing this himself, right? But when I went to Oprah's, uh, could, <clears throat> no, I just, there was just something that just did, struck me as artificial. It was just, it was just strange. And, and uh, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, I know a lot of them probably if they blog or they do, you know, I'm sure everything gets scripted and all the rest of it and they have assistants. And, but even if you just said to your assistant, blah, 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 put that up on Twitter, at, at least it would, you know, if you went word for word, it would sound like it would be from Oprah, right? And I think that's where, uh, you know, my... My whole thing with this, right, you know, are celebrities causing Twitter to evolve or devolve? Devolve. Why devolve? Because it's not the celebrity. You know, if Twitter is about you and me having a conversation or people listening to, you know, to, to know who I am, when I'm at Oprah's site, uh, Twitter account, I don't feel that. I don't feel the love, Mike. You know, when <laughs> I, I agree, there, there's no love there. <laughs> no, and you know, and, and when I'm on Ashton's, I feel the love, right? So, you know, well, we're just jumping on to jump on. Oh, give me a break, please. However, having said that, you know, if 50 million people are now, uh, you know, going on Twitter and and having communications and uh, and you know and are Getting to understand each other and you know are more peaceful and all the rest of it, wonderful, right? But you know I don't see that coming out of her. Uh, I don't see that coming out of her account. You know. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you know the thing. There's always going to be for for. I personally think there's always going to be another Twitter, just like there was another MySpace and it was a Facebook. And you know, um, it's. But yeah, I completely. I, and it's so funny that it, the good. It, it's interesting too how these celebrities were jumping on this. You know, this particular celebrity that I represent, I mentioned it to him a year ago that he should be on there, and I've kept and reserved his name, and literally just last week, he emailed me and said, hey, Mike, uh, what's my username and password, because I want to, you know, put my own uh, tweets out, and I actually, I, I was, you know, that coming from a, uh, a firm standpoint, um, an SEO firm, um, that's some of the services I provide, like, uh, you know, um, I've been talking a mystery about it, um, I was putting, you know, and it, because, some of these celebrities, unfortunately, don't have enough time. But at the same time, like like a guy like Mystery is not as big as Oprah, of course. You know, not giving Mystery any discredit, but yeah. um, you know, let, we'll just use him as an example, and hopefully, we'll have him on the show too as well. I'm working on that. And um, uh, the thing is, is, is I told Mystery, I said, well, the only thing I'm going to ask of you, and this is a realistic conversation because it happened, of course, is I said I just need to, you know, just to get a couple, just to get literally one email a week from you of a couple things that you want to address, and then that'll going to go, and I can email you back, and you know, and and, uh, and he said okay, and I think that's kind of the, you know, uh, on the small standpoint of really kind of good human interaction because. 
hey, I talked to Mystery and I'm going to represent him on Twitter. But um, with Oprah being completely busy as she is, you're definitely not getting Oprah. You know, you're getting somebody that's her assistant in some division that approves these and tells someone else what to put on. Right. I don't even think Oprah even follows her on Twitter and knows what goes on. No. She just trusts those sources. I'm sure that she doesn't. And and maybe I'm, you know, maybe I think we should be a little more transparent, right? If it was the Oprah Winfrey show, you know, and, uh, and she's, you know, so these are things that are happening, and I've got my assistant. I, it maybe, you know, maybe I'm just splitting hairs here, but with all the stuff that she does, this is the one that seems to me to be the most impersonal, and it's just yeah, it's trying to sa- it's trying to sound personal, but it's not. And he, I mean, here's the thing: she is so concerned about you know AIDS in Africa or young kids in Africa or this thing or that thing, right? And so you would think that. She, there's stuff there. I mean, there was something about the concubine mm. thing in, that she that she mentioned in there, but you would think there'd be a lot more of that sort of thought going into her Twitter account than than actually is. And maybe I just that my cursory glance today for four minutes was not enough to give me a, a good enough sampling. I I don't know, but it, it certainly was good enough for me to give a totally different opinion of Ashton's Twitter account. You know, twittering right. So. Uh, you know, if wow. Oprah wants to get on the show and debate it with me, she's of course welcome, right? <laughs> yeah, and I welcome her too because you know what? Since you mentioned that, I see your standpoint, and I completely agree with you that um, she could be using her sources. Cause, see, the you know it, the funny thing is because I I do rep- you know as I mentioned I represent celebrities and their mentality is they gotta just have it. It's like a you know let's say a new car. So Oprah's people said, hey, we gotta be on Twitter because everybody else is uh, the. And uh, so, but the problem is, is they're not, like you said, personalizing it because she owns a magazine, she has a school in Africa, she supports aid, she does this, she does that, and a million other things. And they could have done certain sections or created even a few different Twitters to narrow the niche down to try to help for the better good by utilizing it instead of just being, you know, hey, uh, yeah, I, I have Twitter, I'm Oprah, you know? I agree. Yeah. Completely, and hopefully she does come and um, debate it because uh, she should use her power, or like you know, to do some good causes for it. Right. So I'm going to read one just so you, because those of you that I don't know when you're going to be listening to this, and and I don't know what's going to be there, and you may say, well, I'm full of shit, right? So here it is, in the makeup chair, reading script for today's show, shocking, all capital letters, video, don't miss the beginning. Now, now, there's no friggin' way that's Oprah talking. That is some copywriter writing it, right? Yeah. You know, like in the makeup chair reading the script, shocking video, come on, right? I don't think so. And, uh, you know, but there's other stuff, you know, it could be her, right? You know, the real Shaq, thanks for being my Twitter buddy, this is cool. Uh, You know, I don't know. But there's nothing in there except the thing about the, the pull the concubine show today. I thought it focused too much on killers, hold the uh, thought for the family, it's a hard day for them. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Right. That. I mean. That. That is. But everything else was. Uh, uh, wow. You know. Wow. She's. She's. She's getting. She's getting. Uh, she's getting her audience to believe that she's. She's doing that. And it's going to create just a closer and bigger brand. Unfortunately, the wrong way. But. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know. Well, but I'm for just thinking. Mm-hmm. Five hundred thousand people following. You know. So I mean, those are. You know. That's a lot. That's a lot of people. You could. I think you could do more. Anyway, and I'm only saying that because she has set the bar so high. I mean, the stuff she does on her show, the stuff she does on her website, O Magazine, everything else. And so when she does something and it's in your and my backyard, 
you know, it's a big pile of poop. <laughs> Get it out of here, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, play in your own backyard. Don't play in mine. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's, that is true. Wow, yeah. I'm just shocked. And, you know, and it doesn't take a lot of people for you to follow, I guess, as we see. You know, she's following 10. And I just looked at Matt Cutts' page, you know, twitter.com forward slash Matt Cutts, which he does write himself. And um, I believe that. You know, I've heard that, and he's told me that, you know, a while ago. But he's only following 134 people. And um, actually, and I, I'm, you know, I'm following him, so I was remembering, you know, about he followed a little bit more people. Uh, he was following about 40, about six, eight months ago. So, but that kind of, and he's a director, you know, one of the big directors of Google. So that kind of just gives like a business standpoint for the business guys out there that, um, you know, just, just, yeah, it's like you talked about for viral marketing, you know, so we can get out and push these celebrities out of the space. Yeah. Yeah. So if you wanted to uh, comment on this on Twitter and you think I'm full of it and that Oprah's uh, doing the right thing and, uh, and she's not causing Twitter to devolve, uh, you can go to twitter.com forward slash Scott Patton, P-A-T-O-N, one T in Patton, and um, uh, follow me and I'll, uh, I guess I'll follow you and you'll see that I, of course, uh, maybe it's sour grapes because Oprah's got uh, 552,000 followers and doing nothing, and I have 80. So <laughs> you can uh, you can decide, uh, you know. But I think what I have on my page is way more interesting than what she's got on her page, especially if you're into internet marketing. So, uh, <laughs> and I write it, Mike. Nobody else writes it, which is why you don't yeah, see something every two minutes. <laughs> That's funny. I just put a tweet out on mine. I put Oprah has 500,000 followers, and she is not even tweeting the info. Laugh out loud and, give it, and gave out the link. I I think I I just I'm I'm shocked because I didn't real you know I'm I was following Barack and certain other people, and they they actually had a list of the big Twitter Twitter followers. And at the time of the election, Barack Obama was the biggest. Um, he was the biggest as far as how many people are following him. And now I'm just completely shocked to see that. You know, Oprah is going to surpass literally what he did in building up a campaign over months. He did in a couple of days, but uh, because I'm thinking the power too of the uh, of, of the um, you know of the news yeah, or and the TV after her shows. Yeah, well, yeah, she just TV has to say it on TV, and I mean, you know, there, there's millions of people going there right away, right? And so, and yeah, some exactly. of those are going to get accounts, and that's and that's cool. So, from the perspective of uh, you know, it's it's allowing people. I really believe that any tool like your blog, like Twitter, Facebook, that allows you to reach out and and connect with people around the world is a good thing. Because if I know somebody in Iraq, uh, I will probably have a lot different opinion of them if I than and Iraq than if I don't. And uh, just using that as an example, and that's I really believe the Berlin Wall came down because of the internet and the communication. And once you get people communicating what's really going on, uh, one of the things that put I'm going to go on a bit of a rant here again. You know, the uh, the tsunami that hit Southeast Asia, right? You know, the news say, oh yeah, you know, this big wave hit uh, Thailand. Uh, you know, no big deal. And all these bloggers were blogging, oh yeah, you know, here are pictures. Here's what's really going on. Uh, you know, when you get the truth, I mean, it made the newspapers look like idiots, but, uh, you know, because they weren't really reporting. They were a bit lazy. And I think that if we can do more and more one-on-one communication and you can, you know, you can see what I'm Twittering about and I can see what you're Twittering about or you can get on my blog, I can get on your blog, you can listen to my podcast, I listen to your podcast, however it is, the more of that interconnection that goes on, the, the less we believe the lies 
that uh, that we get fed every day that cause hate and war and and corruption and all the rest of it. And I just think that's uh, that's the best. Uh, that's the best. That's why I think you know they talk. The internet is is changing our world and it's going to continue to change it. And we need to stand up, step up, and make sure we keep it uh, free and safe for all of us to use. So there's uh, there's today's rant. And uh, Mike, I think wow. we need to move on to uh, to your rant because you've been talking to me about this for three weeks now, and, and this is the first time we've had time. They actually really don't have time, but we're going to make time because as a producer and uh, sponsor of the show, I can make this as long or as short as I want. But we need to talk about employment companies and what they're doing with the emails of people that sign up or uh, want to look for work because I mean we see in the news all the time 100,000 people laid off here 200,000 people laid off there what are they going to do they're going to be going online looking for jobs and uh, but that's a problem you know, so let us uh, tell us what's going on there Mike yeah that that's a huge problem actually um, it, unfortunately um, since the economy is so bad a lot of uh, people that are out of jobs are, are very vulnerable to online practices and what's happening is is these makeshift uh, staffing companies are just being built. They're actually, uh, um, I'm thinking, I mean, I know the ideas come from overseas when we usually get attacked um, here just on the uh, main Internet turf, as I'll call it. But, um, you know, they could be, well, put it this way. I mean, you've got to have a pretty rough mentality just to capture people's info. The gist of it is is don't believe all that's real because a lot of, like, even, like, I mean, CareerBuilderMonster.com are, are the two most reliable companies. But what I did was is um, to do a research, and this was actually research for another company um, that was building a combated way to combat this type of spam. I, uh, I I had some resumes posted. I created, I had my guys create, and I oversaw and and created uh, uh, profiles on CareerBuilderAndMonster.com. And what happened was is the responses I was getting were people acting like they are the direct hirer, and there oh, yes. and then when you ask them. Then they then they say, oh, we're a staffing company, but we need you to fill out this information and don't worry, we have a huge database. Well, the thing is now, okay, if that's true, and I'm sure that these big companies are making money, they're going to protect themselves from the law, and they probably bought a uh, you know they probably bought a, a database off somebody or off another site or merged. You know, like we talked about High Five, they already have a database of a. 80 million emails. So there's their email list. But on the other side is these staffing companies will tell you that they have an email list. But what I would do is um, be, be very careful because what they're doing is they're taking your resume, they're taking your name, phone number, every, they get everything. Boom. They're getting more than the high fives got on those 80 million emails, you know, to up to 200 email, million emails they have. They're getting your address, your name, your phone number, everything you've done. And People are so vulnerable because they're so desperate that they lead you on, unfortunately, and it's terrible, beyond terrible, that they go and fill out all this other information. So then, okay, now they're going to sell out, sell the information like these these uh, these trials that I've seen through various sites. And I, I did my little bit on reporting them, too, as well. So um, because I'm a all-in-fairness type guy, and I don't like when people um, literally just try to act like somebody else just to get your info and run. I'm completely against that. And... Uh, so I have the power to combat that because of my knowledge and um, my licenses I have with SEO. So, but just just be careful. And my advice is, if you are um, if you are blogging and you're out of work right now, get with a local staffing company you can walk into. Um, do not. Uh, I would kind of stay away from the online arena right now, or go ahead and post online. But 
make sure to ask these companies that they're staffing directories and say, oh, yeah, no, well, that's the best thing because we, you know, we're the direct hirer. You know, the thing is, is, I mean, you know, I know, I know these big companies, they outsource, but I still don't believe it because, you know what, here's another thing, actually, and this is uh, from my feasible study. Um, I get, I've gotten emails back of, uh, I'll put them on blast, cybercoders.com, right? Cybercoders.com is uh, actually, um, they're a career builder of the Internet. You know what they do? And I think they're actually playing a part in this, too. I'm not putting them on blast on that part. But what I've seen is, is from me just seeing their emails uh, of the uh, four fictitious people I set up um, saying that, oh, this position is open two months, uh, two months from now. You know, you're still thinking about that in your mind, right? You know, $150,000 job or 200, you know, whatever it is. And then they send you an email telling you the position's been closed. That's how they're getting away with it. So... The thing is, is just be very careful. And I thought Cybercoders was a very reputable company. Now that could be true, but at the same time, I personally believe that's a standard method for spam, in general. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and um, I think that's yeah. really, really good information and really important because you, we need to protect our information. And uh, people, once we get, I mean, once you get on someone's list and then they're selling it and uh, everything else, it's it's uh, it's not good, and I think these people are violating trust, and that's never a good thing because now we all end up not trusting each other more and more and more, and uh, and that's and that's not good. So do it with uh, reputable companies only, and I really agree with you. I mean, you're looking at a local uh, you, a problem, right? You want you don't want to get hired for a job halfway around the world, so uh, you know talk to the local uh, recruiters. And, uh, and make sure you're dealing with reputable people when you're doing that. And it's, I think, just shocking that people are taking advantage of the uh, misfortune of huge numbers of people uh, the way that they are. So. Yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, these, uh, um, these, these mind thinkers, the way they think, they've been in the industry before and they've been hiding them around some big names like uh, Lower My Bills and other mortgage sites and housing sites reselling information to multiple different people. And unfortunately, that's that's the way the industry has been set, and those people have the power to do it and manipulate it. But just, just, just again, yeah, like, you know, me and Scott mentioned, just, uh, just, just kind of, you know, find the most reputable companies and just steer away from the idea, some of the uh, spam techniques I mentioned a little earlier. And, uh, yeah, but it's it ain't going to stop, unfortunately. No. You know, I'm doing what I can, and it's going to hit them hard too. But I'm doing what I can. But I'm not. I'm just one person, and you know, and everybody else in my industry is concerned about money. You know, and I'm actually concerned about the well-being and the treatment of human beings online. Awesome, and I think that's something that we forget about when you're in a high tech uh, industry like the internet is. I mean, it's totally high in tech. It's uh, fiber optics and computers and everything else, you need to make sure that you have uh, high touch. And I think that's one of the reasons why podcasting is so cool. And so, uh, uh, you know, this is real live. I mean, we're talking, we're not editing, we're not scripting, we're not reading, except when I read a little bit of what Oprah And then you knew I was reading Oprah, it wasn't me. And I think that's really important. And I think we're going to see huge growth in uh, podcasting coming up. And if you want a podcast, here's the commercial. If you want a podcast, you can get one for free. It's in beta testing right now. It's got all the bells and whistles and getting more bells and whistles 
according to my specifications at mypodcastworld.com. And if you want to register for a free account, you have to go forward slash register. It's not open to the public. It's only open to uh, members of... Uh, of our viewing audience, or listening audience, I guess I should say. And uh, the other thing that's happening that's really quite exciting, and I just got an email as we were talking, is I am uh, doing a series of uh, Get It Now shows with Stephanie Hartman. And uh, the first one that we're going to be doing is on podcasting. So um, I'm just trying to see if she sent me something about it, and I don't know what the... uh, I don't know what the domain is. Is it our... My uh, email program is going nuts on me. Here we go. She told me... Oh, she attached it. Okay. So yeah, I'll uh, in the next week or two I'll let you know about how to uh, to to join us and uh, listen in on that uh, that series of shows. We're going to do a series of get it done because uh, she felt you know there's so much information, there's so many things. Like where do you start? So we said okay, we're going to pick one thing and we're going to do it each month. And uh, the first one we started on was podcasting, and we're going to follow it up with one on blogging. And then there'll be uh, all sorts of other different topics uh, ongoing. But each month, we're going to get one thing done. And I'm very excited yeah. about doing that show. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, and also, it's going to be very productive. Yeah. And you know what I was thinking? Um, just so I wanted to mention a light, a, a light a, I, idea that just blinked in my head. I wish, you know, that, that a lot of these companies would um, put a podcast of an applica- of, of employment out for, for people. Like, instead of actually these... BS emails that are copied and pasted. Actually, you hear somebody's voice and saying, "Okay, this is uh, you know, we'll just use CNN. This is CNN. We're looking for uh, engineers. This that you must have. This that this and that. I mean, that would be huge because they actually took yeah. the time out to do that, and that shows more credibility. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's interesting. Huh. See, there's another application for podcasts. I mean, if you were a legitimate uh, recruiter, you could do a podcast. Say, okay, well, today we're looking for an announcer for CNN, a, uh, a sanitation engineer for the city of New York, a uh, CEO for uh, the Internet Marketing Center, and on and on and on on she goes, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we, we could start the trend. <laughs> we could start the trend. There you go. Uh, well, Mike, thank you very much for joining us. I uh, really appreciate you, you uh, spending time on the show again today. If you want to know more about uh, Mike Rotkin and uh, SEO and all that search engine optimizing, all that sort of good stuff, you can head over to www.seochampion.com forward slash SEO blog. Lots of really good information there. And uh, if you've enjoyed this show, go over to www.askscottpatton.com. Leave some comments. Uh, let us know what you thought. If you've got any questions, got any issues, burning desires, things you want to know about, let us know because we'd be delighted to uh, to uh, to talk about them if you're into direct response uh, sales copy I write that the last one I did he launched on Thursday I don't think I told you this Mike and um, Thursday and Friday did a one hundred thousand dollars in sales uh, Wow yeah yeah so of course uh, I always say uh, 
you have to have a good product, you have to have good affiliates, you have to have a good uh, system, and you have to have a, a, a good idea, and you have to have good sales copy for that all to come through. So if you've got a lousy product, don't call me because I can't help you and I don't want to be part of selling garbage. But if you've got a great product and you're wondering about what you should be doing and how you should be doing it, I can help you with that and I can write a kick-ass sales letter for you because uh, uh, I just can yeah, and, and you can because when you you showed me that example, I was extremely impressed. And I've I've seen uh, I've seen a lot of different things over the many years and the many uh, website developers I've employed and um, and and still do retain. And um, I'm just uh, I'm shocked because you know what it's about? It's about the the brain that you put in and the thought to be able to capture the attention and and just nobody. It's very hard to find someone that can do that. And me being a, used to be a sales manager for Sprint Nextel, I mean. You think I could, and I was just blown away by what you did. So I completely endorse it. You know, let alone that I've mentioned to you that we're going to utilize it, you know, with, and work together. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Awesome. So if you want to know more about that, head over to www.extremecopy.com. So that's it for today, Mike. Any uh, parting words before we uh, sign off? No, I don't think so. I think we'll leave them probably for next week, and um, you know, and just uh, good luck to everybody out there, and just watch those end links. You know, because those are those are going to be uh, uh, let's well we've been using the word ass so ass biters in the <laughs> in the near future, <laughs> and uh, unfortunately um, you know uh, and you know what's going to be interesting I can't wait to see actually um, how some of these big websites get docked because there's no like the good thing for us uh, since we're a lot smaller than an Amazon or a Best Buy dot com or you know uh, you know the, the the Canucks you know main site um, they can't they they can't go sift through. And email twenty thousand websites from LinkedIn and them. So it's going to be real interesting. It really is, awesome. So uh, thanks for joining us, everybody. You've been listening to the Internet Marketing Unleashed podcast. I'm Scott Patton, the Dean of Blogonomics and Podology, and we'll see you all next time. Thanks for joining us. Bye bye.